money. I don't have your money. I know I'd be a lot happier with some extra cash. Is this about money? Oh, man, we got bills to pay, buddy. <laughs> Obviously, this is all about money. I got to talk to you about money. With practical tips and a focus on scripture, let's talk money with Dave and Reb from More Than Enough, the financial show that speaks to the heart of your money story. Real conversations about money for real people. Let's talk money. Are you ready to talk money, Reb? I'm ready to talk money. You're smiling today. That's very nice. We're in the studio, yes, COVID please. compliant. You and I get to be closer than you know two meters, but everybody else, no. So, yeah. so welcome to the show. If you haven't listened before, there's lots of places to pick up the show. So, morethanenough.ca is our website. Chri.ca is where we record in the studio here, and then notmine.ca, uh, not also podcast hosted there. And those three websites have the player right there. So you can just go on, search the show you may want to find or the last show, whichever it is, and, and you'll find them there. If you're a podcaster and you've got that figured out, uh, we are on just about every podcasting platform we can think of. So Spotify, iTunes, uh, TuneIn, all of those places. Um, What's the other one? Yeah, all the other ones. YouTube, we're on YouTube. So feel free to just search Let's Talk Money with Dave and Reb because this is the show where we talk about the hard issues around money. And we got some exciting topic today. And we got an, a, a great guest who's been on the show before. Mm-hmm. And Reb, you're looking at me like, okay, I want to. I, I got some scripture I want to share. Well, I, and yes, but you know what? Uh, uh, I don't. I have to say, okay, I know I was going to bring this up, but I did actually sit and watch the presidential election, the <laughs> presidential debate last week, and um, I'm just being really conscious of not interrupting you. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so this is not like the, you know the house or not like the presidential uh, debate. So we I'm will to be very respect patient. each yes. other. And okay, good. I see. I just that. over spoke over top of you. Anyway, anyway, I'm sorry. I just had to throw that in there. He asked me if I was going to bring that up. Yeah. Anyway, so Tim Jenkins, welcome here. Thank you. It's good to be back with you guys. So good. I, I I think it's been a year since you've been on the show, but we have you for two shows this October, and we're recording them in advance. So, uh, but we're uh, celebrating Thanksgiving this October, and we're really thankful uh, for you in our lives and for your joining us today. So, Tim, if you Thank can, you. yeah, if you can just give us a little who you are, little bio. I always like to let you talk about yourself on the bio. So. Sure. Well, I've been. Uh, I'm an, uh, uh, I am a financial planner, um, and our firm specializes in helping affluent families um, really get an understanding of what money means to them, how it impacts their family, um, how to avoid a lot of the things that just um, by default happen when we have more resources than we really need, um, and the negative impacts that that uh, the money can bring into our home if we're not really really careful. So, I've been in the investment industry for uh, I think. This is about 25 or 26 years. We've got a team of about five um, located across the country, and uh, we just love uh, bringing God's principles um, to our clients and helping them uh, in, a, in a holistic manner, uh, really addressing all the needs that a higher net worth family would have when it comes to uh, business succession, estate planning, financial planning, um, money management, investment management, those kinds of things. So anything money. 
Well, yeah. <laughs> well, and you know what? Yeah, I mean, I'm going to read a scripture in a minute, but mm-hmm. actually, one of the things that I appreciate about Tim, um, mm-hmm. I think we share the same heart. The folks we we work with are maybe of a different level financially than you know he works with a different level, and sometimes. Uh, those of us who have a little less cash flow than others, we think, well, what do the rich have to worry about? You know, what do the affluent have to worry about? But I think there's a lot of questions they have. So I'm really grateful that God has given wisdom to uh, men like Tim Jenkins to help people navigate. How do you steward your wealth and what God has given us? It's no different at any level, but um, I know that the more you have, all of a sudden you're like, oh boy, where do, what do I do with this now? So um, I'm just really grateful uh, to have you. And um, Tim, what is the name of your firm? Yeah, so it's Trinity Family Wealth Advisors, and we're based in Peterborough. Uh, we have an office in Ottawa. We serve clients throughout Ontario and other provinces as well, but um, we really kind of focus on uh, on Ontario. Okay, great. That and um, he has some. He writes great blogs. I'm just telling everybody out there. So if you love reading blogs, Tim has a lot of great things to say, and you can go to his website to do that. And we'll put those in the show notes. Um, but I'm going to read just one simple verse um, because we want to get into the discussion right away. And the next two shows are going to have uh, a, quite a bit of scripture, I think. Mm-hmm. So um, there is one verse actually. I was reading. A a book called Sensible Shoes. And um, anyway, for those women out there who have read that book in the series of four books, the one the one verse that one of the characters keeps clinging to was Psalm 90, verse 12. So teach us to number our days that we may gain a heart of wisdom. I think last week's show and these two shows um, today and next week, you know, that th- that verse really, for me, sums up what we're talking about. You know, teach us to number our days that we would gain a heart of wisdom. Um, what's happening in the world, um, I will quote Tim because it stuck with me all, all along since we've had a conversation about this show, he said, you know, um, we think we've been in control, um, but in reality, we've just, um, we've been deceived by our comfort. Um, We're not really in control. And now um, COVID-19 and the situation we're in has just shown us that that we aren't in control of our lives or even our jobs or our finances. So um, uh, I just really have grown to love this pa- uh, verse, Psalm 90, verse 12. So teach us to number our days that we may gain a heart of wisdom. So that's kind of what we're going to talk about um, in this show and next week. And we asked Tim um, some questions, and um, he is always great at preparing them in advance. So he's got some good answers. But we're just going to get a summary from him about where he's been at personally in the last few months of COVID and h- how this has affected his business. Yeah, so so um, like most listeners, uh, <laughs> COVID came out of nowhere and it was brand new to us back in March. And and so I think my experience was fairly similar from a personal level. Obviously, we had to keep our bubble pretty small. We're fortunate to have uh, three adult kids, two of which are married, and um, one was in our youngest was in university, and so he came home <laughs> um, and then uh, came home early, and then the other uh, the other two and their spouses are, are live here in the same city as us. So. So um, having our immediate family, 
family as part of our bubble. Um, and the other thing that we did was move to home offices. Uh, we were an essential service, so we didn't have to, but we did. Um, our team is spread out actually across the country, and so some of them already have home offices. So that wasn't really much of a, uh, a transition for us. We were set up for that. Technology um, was something that we utilized more, but we, again, were pretty um, cutting edge on that. We had used Zoom for actually, oh, probably three years at least for a, a number of our client meetings um, had and, and had used conference calls as well. What we found is some of our suppliers moved things up so that um, right now um, our main suppliers, everything is electronic in terms of electronic documents. Uh, we use secure emails. So um, it's just kind of like registered post except by email. So so we lifted the bar a little bit there, but it was it was a fairly easy transition for our business on that part. Um, one of the things that changed for, I, I guess it didn't change, but our focus became more a concern about people than a concern about numbers. Um, and I'll talk a little bit about that as we talk about kind of what it meant for our business. But just just being aware of, um, of how different people um, were processing COVID and how their environments were different. Um, and then, um, and then I think for most of us, at least for me, this was, I always like to evaluate and think through and, and, and stuff like that, self-reflect. And so this was just a great opportunity through the spring, um, to reevaluate our priorities, um, and how we were using our time. Um, we had much better balance because our clients are spread out. I travel a fair bit. Well, when COVID hit, it meant no travel. Um, so we regained a fair bit of time in my personal life. Um, we were still delayed able to deliver everything we did with clients, but without the travel time, the balance was way, way better, much healthier pace. So quarter two for us, um, just as a team and for me personally, was, was a lot more healthy. Um, the, so, so those were the personal adjustments. And, Reb, you asked about our business. And, you know, when people think of uh, something that could get hit by COVID, you kind of go, oh, <laughs> the investment world kind of got turned upside down in February and March. Yes. And then it kind of went crazy again in April. So how do you traverse that and, and what's, what's happening? So um, what, what we do is our experience was a little bit different than I think a lot of investment firms um, in that, our focus um, for the last decade has actually been um, working with a portfolio manager that has investments that do not swing with or like the stock market for the very fact that it goes through cycles, the stock or bond markets. You have, you know, great rallies like we've seen in the last six months, um, but you have those times like we saw in February and March where there's a dramatic pullback. And we wanted to offer our clients something that was a lot more consistent. And so um, we still have parts of our portfolios um, that are invested in stocks and bonds. We still believe that those investments are good long-term investments, but we recognize that there's a lot of volatility there, or there can be. And so um, the, the portfolio management firm that we work with, um, they focus on things like real estate, mortgages, different in, in, in infrastructure investments. Um, and that allows us to go through times like we have where um, performance does not move like, um, like it would in the main marketplace. The other thing that we do for our clients is every one of our investment clients has a financial plan. The reason that we want to do that is so 
that they know where they are on that um, on that journey. Um, have they crossed their finish line? Do they have more than they need? If not, what do they need to do? So that when we hit times like this, we're simply experiencing one small chapter of the bigger picture, and we can refer back to that. Um, so what we we actually found as we um, as we went through this earlier this year. Every one of our clients had a positive one-year return every month. There was never a month where they didn't have a positive return over the prior 12 months. And and because they had the financial plan, they knew that they were on track. Um, so we reached out to our clients um, but it, it, to talk to every one of them. Um, our conversation, uh, a lot of them already kind of expected, hey, you know, where, where are we going to be? Are we okay or, or what? Most were surprised that they didn't have the volatility, even though they knew they intentionally, uh, most of them came to us because they didn't want the volatility. Um, they still were surprised at the protection level. Um, and so our conversations were around, okay, what are the portfolio managers doing? They're double-checking. They're re-evaluating. The, the perspectives may have changed um, so, so that people were being very proactive on their part. But then the other thing was mostly just, you know, um, once we had a shorter conversation to say, you're going to be okay, you are okay, um, here's where you are on the plan, um, and, and they were, were, were happy to hear that. Now we were able to talk to them about, um, you know, how are they doing? How are they coping? Um, and just reassuring them um, of, of, you know, where they were at, um, discussing any concerns they have. Um, but most importantly, you know, asking questions like, um, what, are you, what are you afraid of? Um, and what's, what's going on in your family? And what are your concerns? And, um, I'm and just, just, I'm going to yeah. just ask you a question um, I, before we go into that, because that's really, that personal care is, I think, what, I mean, we all need that, right? That, yeah. that like, how are you? Let's check in. Um, how important has, I, I guess the question just jumped to my head where you were talking about it. And I, I think one of the struggles we see with some folks that um, we reach is there's no plan. Mm-hmm. And how important is that plan? Like, to me, I mean, maybe that's a rhetorical question because I know what the answer maybe is. But can you speak to that, like the importance of a plan in this kind of a season? Even even if people have investments where it is more volatile, what would you say to encourage them? Yeah, for sure. So a financial plan is really important. It's important that your financial advisor actually creates one for you. Here's why it's important. Um, it gives you a sense, uh, it gives you a structure and it gives you a sense of control. You know, we're not in control, but we're, but we're able to do all the things that we can do so that we know, okay, what, what is our future that we desire? Uh, where are we today? What does it take? Have we crossed the finish line? Do we already have enough? If not, what should we be saving on a regular basis so that when it comes time to have income from other than our employment income, that we're going to have that? Um, so, and then in times like this, what it does is it also, um, it, it just lets us see the big picture. Where are we? And, and, and so it gives some perspective. And, and the other thing that comes to mind around that, um, Reb, is 
the importance, I believe, of having, if, if you're a Christian with a Christian worldview, it's really important that you have an advisor that shares your value, um, that, that is anchored in God's Word, so that in challenging times, or even in good times, we look to God's Word to say, okay, how does He guide us in these things? And I know Kingdom Advisors is an organization that trains Christian professionals in the financial industry and actually has accreditation for them. And so you can go to their website, you can find out the people that um, are accredited, and, um, and and so that's just a great source so that um, you're actually, you know, being guided by people that are being trained and, uh, and have regular study groups that talk about topics very relevant to today's um, uh, situation. I think it's really important too, you know, Reb, when, when we're talking about having a plan, you know, there's two things that have been kind of rolling around in my head uh, in this conversation. And, and one is, is that you know, knowing your financial advisor, I mean, the, the, we've had numerous shows about this and I'm just going to mention it here. You know, the, the, the person who you are handing over in a sense, the whether it's retirement money or your excess money, um, that's a relationship that, uh, as you just lightly touched on, Tim, that person has to have your same values. They have to know who you are. They have to be a person that you can call up and say, hey, Tim, um, I'm actually really concerned with what's going on and what I hear in the news and, and what I, you know, I hear from my friends and, and, and all of that. Can we, can we look at our plan? And, and again, this is just the second part is, is that can we look at the plan and, and see where we are at based on the plan we made maybe six months, maybe a year, maybe five years ago, where, wherever you are along that plan and say, you know, how are we doing and, and kind of how has the, the, um, the information that's so like coming at us from so many different directions, how does that actually affect me or influence me? Um, you know, in, in our experience, we sit down and we look at the plan and we go, well, you know, sometimes it hasn't affected you at all. In fact, you know, we, during this COVID season, I uh, just about every one of our clients, the first question we'd be asking. So let's let's look at the plan and let's go. Has your income been affected? You know, how has your expenses been affected? We're in that cash flow place in, in our world. And, you know, vast majority were like, you know what hasn't really affected us. We're spending less on gas. I don't have to get a bus pass anymore because we're not going to work. You know, so some of these things and going, wow. Now me as the the coach, I'm going, hey, we're referencing the plan. And in 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 a sense, in your world, uh, it's a little more stretched out. We may be not looking at that cash flow, but being able to call you up and say, Tim. I think we need to look at the plan. Uh, I mean, to me, that is like, that's golden. That's, that's gotta be in place. If we don't have that, if you don't, uh, and I'm talking to, to all you listeners now, if, if you don't have someone you can call up and say, let's look at the plan together. Like that's your homework, <laughs> you know, like let's get it done. Let's find an advisor. Well, I'm just, I, I think the beautiful thing that I'm hearing in our conversation with you, Tim, is the beauty of having a plan because it does what you said it does provide structure you do feel like you're doing all your all you can and in this season when there's so much uncertainty out there um, that has to bring some peace and I mean that that's just an outflow of following biblical principles right like that's that's why you are a planner that's why you help people make plans because God's instructed us to do that 
Yeah, and I think I think you make a really good point on this because it provides pr- perspective, right? And and if you don't have perspective, you're going to have fear because you don't know where am I, and and you can just you can kind of unravel around that. But if you have the plan that says, yeah, more or less, we should be about here, and we are here, even with unusual situation. Hey, you know what? It's just taking the uncertainty out of my situation. The other thing that I um, that's really important. I wrote a blog on this. Um, uh, called the truth about money lot. No, the truth about market lies, and it goes back to um, this was a couple years ago. I wrote it, but here's the point: um, we always hear numbers. If we even hear a really quick broadcast on the news, and TSX was up, TSX was down in the last year. It's done this or that or whatever it is. Um, people are always referring to these. We call them a benchmark or a comparable. Um, but in my view. Um, you, you want to make sure that you're reasonable compared to that, that your money's not kind of doing something really way off there. There is accountability around that. But more important to those benchmarks is your unique benchmark. It says, I have a financial plan. That financial plan is based on my risk tolerance that says long-term my average is A, B, or C. I'm not going to give numbers because then people are going to run to their advisor and say, oh, I should be getting this. I heard it on the radio. Um, it, it's personal to you. But when we when we review their financial plan, and we do that every year, it's, it's okay, um, what, what did you make in the last year um, based according to what you need to. That's way different. Who cares if you're way behind the market? You had a lot less risk, perhaps. Or who cares if you're way ahead of the market? You took a lot more risk. What, what's important is, given what my goals are, or our goals, and our financial future, what we want to have, are we tracking to where we should be? And, and to me, there's a lot of peace around that. There's a lot of noise around that other stuff, because the industry is trying to grab new clients and keep clients, and it's all about numbers. Um, to me, it's, it's, it isn't. It's about are we where we should be given where we want to go? And if we are, forget the rest of the noise. We're, we're in a good place. And that, to me, is where contentment can come from. I'm content because we have a plan and we're moving towards the future we want or we already have it. Can you, yeah, re- can you repeat that line? Are we, are we where we should be according to... What did you where say? Where we want to be. According <laughs> yeah, to where so, we want. I'm writing it down. Yeah. Well, and, and, and this goes to the, 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 I know this conversation we've had before about answering the question very early on, how much is enough? You know, like, you know, our plan, our plan has to be based, mine and Reb has to be based on the answer to that question. How much is enough? What does that look like for us? And, and that's a, that's part of the plan, uh, for, for all of us. That's so individual. Um, you know, Tim, your how much is, uh, how much is enough is, can be different from Reb and mine. And, you know, that's again, not a comparison or not a morality issue or not a, well, look at, look at Tim's number compared to ours. Like we don't want to even go there. It's, Hey, our number is our number. It's the number that Reb and I have decided is this is how much is enough. And so when we look at where are we at in that plan, how does that work out? Then we say, okay, we're content or we maybe need to make a change. We're, we're not on the, you know, on the trajectory we want to be. What can we do to, to impact that and make that change? Yeah, that plan also allows us to uh, not let a short-term event 
change our mm-hmm. long-term thinking and plans. So we've already worked with our advisor. Um, that's their role is to say, okay, given you want this kind of income in, down the road, they do the math and they come back and say, okay, here's kind of where your benchmarks are. Or here's the journey that you'll be on um, and where you are relative to that. So that's what we were talking about. But at the same time, when you get something like this, all of a sudden you're not throwing those plans out that you made two or three years or five years ago. You're simply saying, no, we, we made those. They made total sense. Um, now we've got some weird thing happening here, but uh, but we want to stick to our plan. And so it just kind of helps us, uh, again, um, just reduce our stress, uh, our unknowns, our, our, our anxiety around that. Yeah, so. so I know we, I, we, we uh, I just really love that idea that we want to encourage folks today with um, getting a plan in place. We say all the time, um, financial awareness creates empowerment. So face your finances, no matter where you at, are at on the line, whether you have debt and you're not facing it or whether you, you are out of debt and you don't know what to do about the future and you don't have a plan, um, you know, I, you can call our office on the one hand to help with the debt and to make a plan and even just to talk about your goals or you can find some financial planners that like Tim who are, um, have your heart. Like we, we want to, we want to just walk with you and see you flourishing in your destiny of where you're called to be. I'm smiling, Rob, because uh, so I think every single day, maybe at least four times a week, I say to someone, listen, money is a tool, and guess what? You're going to manage it for the rest of your life. <laughs> like, it's not this thing that you can kind of set on autopilot and say, okay, you know, made the plan in 20, you know, in, in 1998 and still work in that plan, right? You know, like, it does need to be managed and it does need to, you know, things do change. And, and having an advisor, both when with his cash flow or whether it, it, it's with the extra in Tim's world, then you're going, hey, we, we need to manage it. It is our responsibility as stewards. It is our responsibility before the Lord. But it is also the nature of money that it, it moves. It's currency. And, uh, you know, I, I often say, you know, if you don't manage it, it just gets up and leaves. You know, it's, it's like that, you know, hey, I'm out of here. I, you didn't pay attention to me. I'm gone, right? Like, I am out of here, right? So... I, I- yeah, Tim, we've come. To, we're coming to the end of the yeah, show. And know, we had so I much know. we wanted to say in this segment, but if um, we have three minutes left, is there a nugget of something practical that you have learned that you would want to just share with the folks today? Yeah, for sure. And I'm gonna I'm gonna try to not give you information overload here, but um, <laughs> just going into Thanksgiving weekend, I think there's some really key things. What what I've been reminded of is is, is kind of three themes. Um, one is acknowledge um, through the last six, seven months, um, acknowledge that God is sovereign, um, that God is in control, um, that God is our provider, that God knows everything about me and my situation, and He cares intimately about me, and He is for me. Um, and, and your quote earlier, Reb, um, you know, uh, just about, well, I guess, I guess my thought is, money and Canadian comforts have deceived us into thinking that we don't need God, 
and it's kept us off our knees um, in desperation, uh, in desperate conversation for our, with our Heavenly Father. And, and I think going into Thanksgiving, we can kind of just acknowledge Him again um, and recognize that He's been with us through all of this time. And yeah, it has been difficult, but um, difficulty draws us, especially difficulty that's outside of our control, draws us to Him. Um, and so the other thought would be just to simply look at biblical principles um, and simply say, you know, biblical principles, what we've seen through this and through, through history is they are always right, they are always relevant, they always work. Uh, now, when we say work, that's based on, uh, on God's all-knowing perspective. Um, so we may not get something that we're looking for, but in His view, um, it is the absolute best for us. And biblical principles are, um, are timeless and proven. So uh, I guess the other question I'd just like to leave with our listeners at the end here is, does my belief system stand up? How have I done through COVID? Um, what do I believe? Is it sound? Do I have peace through this time? If I don't, why don't I? And, and if I don't, who does um, that's around me? And why do they? And, and if I do, why is that? So just, some, I think, some great questions to ponder on Thanks, Tim. I, you know what? I think I'm going to encourage. We got a, a, just a, a minute left, so we're going to wrap it up this conversation. And I'm going to say, if you've been listening to this, that last two minutes that Tim just spoke, you got to rewind and listen to it again, and maybe a third time, because it's just sinking in. So, Lord, we just thank you for your wisdom. We thank you for your grace. We thank you for this time that that we can look into your word together, bring that out in in maybe a new and, and fresh and relevant way for our situation right here and now. And we just thank you for that in Christ's name. So come back next week because we've got time again with Tim and we're going to look at some practical and spiritual things to help us deal with our fear. So we'll see you next week when we talk money. Let's Talk Money is a division of More Than Enough Financial Fitness, where God is transforming hearts and bringing hope for today and freedom for tomorrow. For more information or to comment on today's show, please visit morethanenough.ca.